This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward, and I am so excited we have a special guest with us today. We have insurance technology guru, Mike Basil of Agency Convoy. Mike, welcome to IA Forward. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. That's quite the introduction. It is, yeah, yes. Yeah. At least she didn't say emperor of agency convoy or anything like that. <laughs> Normally that would have been it, but I figured we were with you and so we can't have him outright shame. I don't have an ego. It would have been fine. So Mike, tell me about what you do and why you're with us today. Uh, yes, I have been here for probably longer than I would care to share, <laughs> but I have been in the insurance industry within technology since 2001. There's been many iterations of what I've done since 2001, starting with hosting in the cloud, what used to be called the cloud hosting before Amazon got into that market and turned that into something that was done at such a grand scale. And then after that, I had gotten into working with cybersecurity and uh, how agencies are keeping themselves secure against cyber attacks and leveraging that not only within their agency, but then passing that knowledge along to their insureds. Over the last 20 years, I can imagine that you have dealt with a broad gamut of people that run between technology is stupid, I don't want to do this, and technology is amazing, I want all of it. So I would love to know about the evolution of that and how you've bridged that gap. The hardest part is always dealing with the people who consider technology scary because then some level of rigor mortis sets in. You want to do something in terms of cybersecurity, but you have no idea what to do. And you also have to be mindful of the fact that there are budgetary constraints to what you're going to do. You can't spend the same amount of money in a small agency as a Fortune 500 company. That's just not realistic. But it's also very unrealistic to say that I'm not going to be subject to cyber attack because I'm a small company. That's actually 100% backwards. You are far more likely to be attacked because you don't have the protection that those large companies have. The ones that are rude or aggravated or mad, the root problem is usually fear, right? That is it, correct. It's usually fear or they feel ignorant. I don't feel comfortable with this, so it's embarrassing. If we could just help agency owners understand it's okay, you're really smart at insurance. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room when it comes to technology. Nobody expects that of you. But for some reason, as business owners, agency owners, I feel like most of us take that perspective that I'm supposed to know everything about everything. I'm supposed to be the smartest person. And so then when something makes me feel dumb, we immediately get mad about it or we get scared about it or whatever. And that fear is the underlying issue. You agree with that? I do. That's how it works. You become so comfortable in dealing with commercial lines and personal lines and auto policies, whatever it may be. But this is so outside of the comfort zone. Anytime we step out of our comfort zone for any reason, it's always difficult. Right. And some people handle that better than others. 
I had an agent that called me last week and I ended up on the phone with them for about an hour and a half and they just kept apologizing for their lack of knowledge. And you could tell that this agent was extremely embarrassed. And my response to him, I just kept saying, we're working through it together. I'm figuring this out with you. What so many people don't realize about technology is that the person you're calling may not know the answer either. They just may use the Google to figure it out faster than you do. Yes. Uh One of the nice lead-ins or icebreakers that I always use when someone comes to me in that way is to just tell them, you have all this knowledge about insurance. I have none. We're just reversed. It's not a big deal. We'll figure it out together. I had this moment, we were doing some hardware upgrades and we were actually trying to figure out where to go. And we ended up going to Dell Direct. They were pretty popular at that point in time. And that direct model where you could have the PCs built. And I remember going through the process of talking to the folks at Dell on the other end. And through that conversation, realizing that that person on the other end was literally typing my questions into a knowledge base, which is essentially an internal Google and giving me the answers from the knowledge base. And it was this aha moment. That person on the other end did not know as much as I thought they knew. Technology and insurance is at that intersection where it's really impossible to know everything about everything in your space. Even doctors use resources. And even with an insurance, there might be someone that comes to you with something that involves a specialty market that you haven't done in years or never done at all. You're not going to know everything there is to know about that upfront in that first conversation. It's an every week occurrence. To quote a brilliant man in the room, don't dabble. But we're salespeople and we don't listen to that advice very well. And because we're not really comfortable saying no, that's another podcast. It's just who we are as salespeople because most, if not 100% of independent insurance agencies in this country, in the United States, started from a salesperson. So by nature, we don't like saying no. We have this fear of the customer going down the street and someone else being able to help them. And so we jump off into stuff that we really don't know the answer to. And we do that inside the insurance industry. But when it comes to technology, for some reason, it just makes us lock up. Like we just, oh my gosh, and just doesn't work. And we get mad and we- Pull a Tom Brady with the surface. Yes, (laughs) that's true. That's right. That's right. Mike, as our technology guru, I would love to know some of the cool things that you see happening right now with technology opportunities within the insurance industry. One of the great things that's starting to come about is the ability for agencies to educate themselves. And that is a great way to reduce your cybersecurity risk. There's companies like ESET that have employee training that can be set up at the ownership level. Whoever runs the agency can deploy videos down to their employees. They're short, three, four, five minutes a month. Some products will include a little quiz afterwards, some won't. But the bottom line is 80 plus percent of cyber risk within an agency comes from the person sitting in the chair. A low-tech approach has been the biggest problem for us in our agency. Phishing emails. There's been a couple of situations where I made an update on LinkedIn and the next thing you know, within the next week, people inside our organization are getting spoofed emails, asking them to go buy 
a gift card for me. They look like they're authentic. Now, a lot of times if you are educated, you go through those videos, you train your staff, they can pick up on little things. A lot of times the actual email address, if you actually look at the email address, mm -hmm. is a 42 character piece of garbage at gmail.com. It's just interesting that we immediately go to this really sophisticated dark web environment, but it's the low tech email phishing stuff that seems to get most small businesses. For sure, because you're in this mile a minute mode. You have 15 emails. You need to get through them. You just start going through them one by one and you finally come up on one that says, oh, just click here and I'll get this off my plate. And before you know it, the entire agency hasn't issued. Continuing education, really all it's doing is bringing that security to the front of your mind. Yeah. So you've always clicked on something before and just gone. Now, before you click on it, you're like, maybe I should take a moment and think about this yeah. before I do it. I've been on this slowdown kick. It's an age thing. Like I'm getting old. Seasoned. We are seasoned. seasoned. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm seasoned. <laughs> But we do need to breathe. We need to slow down a little bit. We need to think about what we're doing before we do it. I'm usually pretty good when I'm working on my computer, but I get a little bit click happy when I'm on my phone. Another thing about continuing to educate yourself within cyber as an agent or as a CSR is then that makes it a little easier for you to start getting into offering cyber policies, which is something that everyone has to start doing if they haven't already. And if they're not comfortable with it, it's time to start getting a little more comfortable with how to add that to your book of business. Cyber is the commercial insurance version of flood. If you write homeowners insurance, personal lines, your package policies for your customers, your BOPs, they're not going to cover cyber. Even if they're covering a sublimit or you're providing a carrier that has some small amount, my opinion, that's going to eventually go away at the very minimum. Agents need to be offering cyber and getting signed off on or rejected, have something in file where the client rejected the cyber offer. And the other big one is, and I've been saying this, it hadn't happened yet, but I've been saying it for a couple of years, our departments of insurance, because of carrier contracts, agents are going to start seeing requests if they haven't already in certain areas where the carrier is requesting a copy of their cyber, just like they request a copy of their E&O. And an agent having to have a cyber policy is going to be the same as an agent having to have an E&O policy. And they're going to be two separate things. Mike, to our agents that think that cyber is completely unnecessary, let's talk about the information that they're gathering every day that is valuable for these guys that are doing bad things. That's a real big problem. There's so much personal information stored within the system of an independent insurance agency. You've got driver's license. You've got social security numbers. You may have their credit card number. These are all your responsibility. You have written this policy. You've taken in all this information. Now it is expected of you to protect that person's identity to the best of your ability. My understanding is that where the courts have gone, where the cyber risk has gone, is the acceptor of the information is generally held either liable or the most liable in the event of a data breach. So let me give a little more there. 
oh, I don't need cyber because I put it in the cloud and my cloud management system, they say that the data is encrypted at rest. So if there's a breach, it's on them. But I took the information as the agent. What do you perceive the reality of that looking like? Is it the agent or is it the cloud provider? It's a gray area. Ultimately, it's everyone. But if you're doing your best and you are putting it into a place that says they have all this security in place and you're having your employees go through training sessions, you are making best effort. And ultimately, that's all you can do. Things will happen from time to time. That's just the way it is. But you have to show that you've done everything in your power to do what's right by your customers. Sticking points that I hear agents talk about a lot are having to change passwords and how much they hate the idea of two-factor authentication. I hear this so much people complaining about this. How do we make that less painful? You use sticky notes and put them all over your monitor, right? I feel triggered by that comment. Unfortunately, on two-factor authentication, I don't have a great answer for you. It's just the way the world works. You have to use two-factor authentication. It's unfortunate that people exploit things and we have to use it, but it's very important. It does reduce the risk a substantial amount. So that's important. On the passwords, the answer is to use a password manager. There's several different password managers that are out there. Many of them are free. The RoboForm has one of their own. But when you use a password manager, you don't have to manually input any passwords yourself, except the master password to that product. When you go to a website for a carrier and they've asked you for a new password, you just put in the length in manager. It will generate one. You never have to use it again manually. So you really don't even know the password you yourself. You never right? even know the password I mean, in most cases. You know, so that kind of protects you against, I don't even know my passwords. It's in the password manager. Insurance people should resonate with that because that is a form of transferring risk. We're transferring risk over to the password manager platform. Roughly about 10 or 12 months ago, there was only one market that we found that did not require two-factor authentication on their cyber app. So you had to attest on your cyber app, which as a professional lines policy, for those of you that don't know out there, the application becomes part of the policy. So how you answer the application can exclude coverage or include coverage. So if you say, yes, we do two-factor authentication because you say we're putting in place now, but you actually never get it in place. And then you have a claim six months down the road and it's not in place and you said you had it in place. Guess what? Your claim's probably no, going to get declined, right? Yeah. There was only one market and I'm pretty sure that market probably has added MFA to their application now. You're going to have to do this to have a cyber insurance policy in the first place. Mike, if you could change one thing about technology in our industry, what would it be? Honestly, it would go back to an earlier part of our conversation. It would just be alleviating that fear because there's so much you can do with your agency, like I had previously said, that is inexpensive. Don't be afraid of technology. Technology can really increase your ability to protect your agency. It can increase your ability to sell 
more insurance, but you just have to allow it to help you. Do you think that the newer technology or the technology that's being developed over the last four to five years, is it getting easier, better, or more complicated, harder? I'm not sure if it's getting harder. The question that I always ask myself when I look at something that's within InsureTech, is it just cool or is it really filling a need? That's the issue that can arise in InsureTech is sometimes people will bring things to market that are really fun and they can do some really impressive things, but ultimately are they things that insurance agencies want or need, more importantly? My statement on that is the shiny object syndrome. It's the new shiny object and it's cool and I got to implement that because I don't really know why, but it really is cool and it looks cool. Kind of the Steve Jobs, Apple effect design wins, even if it has no purpose in my life. That is a lot of InsureTech things that are going on. And I've been preaching for a while about the shiny object syndrome with agency owners, especially our younger agency owners. And I'm starting to see this movement where even our younger agency owners, they're frustrated with that cool stuff that's not doing what it's supposed to do. They're finding them gravitating back to older technology because the older technology just works. But the unfortunate part is that it probably takes 12 months of having this shiny new object to finally realize I just can't. It's not going to work for me or us. There's a high R&D cost maybe or failure cost in the industry around those shiny objects. You can staff, especially if you are not a solopreneur. You have a staff of four, five, eight people. The more staff you, you have, the more complicated it gets because you've got to train them and get them moving on that new platform or that new thing. And it's risky because what if it doesn't do what the sales rep promised? That's not good for your business and your agency. Or it does do what it promised if you figure out how to use it and or if it integrates into what you already have. Very true. Plus, you could also realize it does exactly what it was supposed to do, but then you come to the realization you just don't need that. That's timely for me because getting closer to the end of the year, into the fourth quarter, and that's my stop doing list time. That's when I look at things and go, okay, what is it that I do personally in business? What is it that we're doing in our business that we need to rethink? We do that a lot in our businesses, agencies, technology companies, and we just do stuff. That's a real problem. I got this really cool thing. I've implemented it. I don't really think it's important to my business. It doesn't actually solve any problems that I had, but it looks cool and it's easy. Mike, what's the best piece of advice that anyone has ever given you? The best piece of advice I ever received revolved around not waiting for a situation to be perfect before starting. Things can't always be complete. Things don't have to be fully formed, complete, and perfect before you start. Sometimes you just need to start down the road and figure it out as you go. I love it. We do this as people. I do this, even though I make fun and pick on Tanya because she's perfectionist. Most people that are good at what they do are perfectionist, really. The people that drive you crazy, part of my alter ego, are the ones that just 
do stuff without thinking completely, those people drive you crazy too. But there is some things we can learn from those freewheeling, just go, man, just go mindset. Because we do spend a lot of time kind of running analysis and figuring out if this is going to work. And really, we're not going to know if it's going to work until we try it. Sometimes that perfection paralysis, though, does come from the people that are around you. And I've seen business owners that started out being these great, let's go do this, let's make it happen. But then when you choose the circle that you surround yourself with, they start asking questions and people start picking things apart and people start saying, maybe that's not a good idea. And you become a little more cautious over time because you're not trusting your instincts. Very true. And also potentially a characteristic of becoming more seasoned, experience failure. That didn't work. And this new idea feels close to that thing that didn't work. And so I'm leery. As agency owners, as business owners, we have to learn as we grow our businesses, as we hire people, as we bring on. I just take myself, for instance, putting a formal leadership team in place. I struggle from time to time. I go back and forth. Sometimes I pat myself on the back and, okay, I did good there. I got out of their way. And then other times I'm like, man, I was completely in their way, totally derailed some progress because my response to something was, eh. I don't know. That feels like something we did in 2012 and it didn't work. I'm not sure we want to do that. I squashed spirit. I squashed creativity or thought. And I know we're there to guide and we're there as business owners to lead. But we have to give, I call it giving space. That's something my dad did really well is he gave me space to fail. We have to give our people space to fail because there is no substitute for experience. Mike, we discuss sports a lot on the podcast, the whole concept of the playbook. What would you add from a technology perspective to an agent's playbook? I would definitely add the cyber training that we spoke about earlier. I would definitely add some sort of protection at the PC levels. But the main thing I would add especially when we're talking about selling cyber, is something that allows you to make the process more pain-free for the insured. Something along the lines of that Havoc Shield, where the questions are, there's the ability to click on a question mark so that it gives more detail. The main thing is to alleviate those stresses for the insureds. And if you can do that, it should help you write more business. Speaking of sports, Mike, should we talk about your Buffalo Bills? I suppose we can. It, it was a rough week, so I'm not sure I'm 100% over that, but we can talk about it. When's the new stadium happening? Is That hasn't finished yet, has it? No, they just broke ground a few months ago. Okay. It's a couple of years All right, before good, that's ready to go. Good for you guys. Good for Buffalo fans, right? New stadium. But is it really going to be different? It doesn't look bigger. Looks like it's just probably more suites and boxes. It, it's not bigger. It's actually a little bit smaller. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. It's interesting, isn't it? Obviously, knowing Mike and Mike being from the greater Buffalo area, I've followed the Bills over the last several years. And Josh Allen, really incredible athlete. But all of a sudden, Joe Burrow decided to wake up over the and last- And play time. like Joe Burrow. And play like Joe Burrow for the first time. He he just decided he was going to wait, like not play well in September. And then all of a sudden- Which is exactly what he did last year. Strangely really? enough, the Bengals team this year looks just like they did last year. 
It's very interesting to me. I don't know if it's just his personality, but he's almost acts bored with it. And then he's, okay, it's time to play. Flips a switch. I don't get it. We saw that switch flip at the Fiesta Bowl uh, several years ago when LSU was playing Central Florida and the UCF player spit on him. And I have never seen a switch in a human being that really was a switch for the rest of his life that happened that day when I saw that. It was unreal. It's interesting what motivates people and what makes someone go to another level, hit another gear. Mike, if people have technology questions about insurance as the guru, how do they get in touch with you? So, yeah, they can reach me at Mike at agencyconvoy.com. Mike, I'm going to let you close us out today with your favorite quote. I guess my favorite quote probably revolves around where I am in, in my life right now with my kids starting to get older, but they still love Disney and Disney is a, a thing we do together. So it has to be something from Walt Disney. So it's the carousel of progress. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. My wife just got me that placard to put on my nightstand for our anniversary in September. So that's very meaningful to me right now. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.